0: Welcome to Cartoonist Kayfabe, my name is Ed Piskor. I'm Jim Rugg. It's been a while since we talked uh, Jamie Hewlett, I thought it would be cool to take a look at uh, one of his earliest Tank Girl stories that we have on hand and we have it in many various formats which is an interesting thing but first I want to invite you guys to like, follow and subscribe to the YouTube channel. Please hit that bell icon so that we can notify you when new videos are available that helps mitigate the kayfabe effect which is what happens whenever we're talking about a comic that is uh... sort of out of circulation in the aftermarket by midday early afternoon those comics disappear off your ebay's amazon's and your local comic shops. so the people who get in earliest have the best chance of getting hold of the comics at the best prices that we were talking about and if you watch these videos to the end that gooses is the YouTube algorithm pushes our content out to other comic book loving YouTube viewers and uh, we got about sixty two thousand subscribers as of this recording but uh, it's it's a uh, only a percentage point uh, toward the 6.2 million subscribers that we are trying to get uh, accumulated into the cartoonist Kfabe army shouts to subscribers new and old and if you're going to be in Charlotte, North Carolina, towards the end of this month of June, Jimmy and I are going to be at Heroes Con. Uh, come to the Cartoonist Cafe booth, check out our comics, come say hi. Make sure you wear those Cartoonist Cafe shirts. Uh, so, Jimmy, it has been a while since we talked to Little Jamie Hewlett, and he was too a, long. He was a supernova of uh, of comicdom, kind of doing his thing for a couple of years. Maybe got about 300 pages of comics out of the fella before he went on to greener pastures, and uh. Deadline magazine issue number three is probably the earliest uh, piece that we have in our library. Uh, it's one of the most me- uh, memorable aesthetic Tank Girl pieces, where she's adorning the uh, the Jason hockey mask.
1: One of the longer Tank Girl stories too. Like yeah. some of these things will be very short, and also like that first year, I didn't realize it, but I think the first year of Deadline's all black and white. Mm. I always think of his stuff you know, going on to later issues where like, they'll have like four page color signature, four page black and white signatures, back and forth. So you often get to see some color work from him, but uh, these early issues, all black and white. Yeah. And uh, really cool to see nice oversized, Striking Very image striking. right there. Man. Yeah, I'll say. And
0: uh, let's just take a look at, at the approach in the various formats that we have. Uh, so this is the original Deadline Magazine, number three this tank Girl collection does a pretty interesting thing with the with the background art and it's cool cuz you could isolate it pretty easy from this figure since none of the lines are touching you know presumably she's probably a paste up or something and uh, they drop out the black line there
1: which is pretty dope you know what's funny is this uh this might even be th- I think this is a blow up of this of this face yeah so this is like xeroxed up that's how you're getting like your your dots and everything which you know, like, this is, Hewlett starting to be Hewlett. Sure. Where you're seeing, like, these textures that you don't see in other comics yeah. starting to show up, and an eye toward graphic, uh, you know, like that graphic design kind of eye. It
0: speaks to the punk rock, is z- like, z- zine format of, of the 1980s. Uh, this, this is more nuts and bolts kind of version. Yeah, this here. is
1: Titans reprints um, from the early 2000s as they're starting to kind of get all the Tank Girl stuff together in an easy-to-follow format.
0: And you know they like to sell, they like to sell old rope whenever possible. So uh, very rec- very recently, uh, starting t- twenty eighteen, uh, every I think quarter there there would be a new one of these, and I scooped all of those up. And you can see the uh, the color approach is different from, from the other color approach. That, yeah, re-
1: uh, recolored um, or, or colored completely separately. This is not like uh, just reprinting the previous color edition.
0: Yeah, exactly. There was the white mask on uh, this other color version. They went with the pink, not far from Splatterhouse when it was brought to America, man, where they take the
1: Jason mask away and make it this uh, magenta gimmick. I think it's worth noting the amount of blue skies in this. (laughs) We often say, you know, don't color your skies blue. There's some other cartooning rules that we're gonna see in here, like get the wheels off the ground for speed. There can be some great panel examples of that.
0: Look but, at the hot sky. Like It's it's arid.
1: Yes. It's dry. I've never been to Australia, but this to me feels like hot, dry, desert. Uh, you know, maybe the outback that you're seeing there.
0: So uh, this being the earliest Tank Girl story that we have access to and having these many formats, should we just use the OG? Absolutely. Bigger, crisper, first generation
1: photostats, presumably. Time to pay some bills. Ed Piscor and I are working cartoonists the best way to support cartoonist kayfabe buy our comic books red room trigger warnings issues 1 through 3 now available in comic shops everywhere barring uh, 28 countries and I think 11 comic shops where it's banned but you can ask for this and order it from virtually any comic shop who knows they might pull them out from under the covers red room trigger warnings 3 the second season of red room every red room cover self-contained so pick up whichever one you find and you'll get a complete story along with red room Anti-Social Network the trade paperback of the first season available now wherever books and comics are sold Hulk Grand Design Monster Madness a retelling of the 60-year history of the Incredible Hulk I am writing drawing coloring lettering the whole shebang the grand design way and this is available now in comic shops everywhere both issues the complete story of the Incredible Hulk's rich history pick that up now wherever comics are sold and back to our regular scheduled programming looking for a new way to enjoy your favorite comics and manga Comixology Unlimited has you covered. With Comixology Unlimited, you get an unlimited access to an unrivaled library of over 40,000 digital comics, manga, and graphic novels, featuring content from over 125 publishers and thousands of independent creators from around the world. And if that's not enough, you can also save up to 15% when buying select new and current comics. Try Comixology Unlimited today with a free 30-day trial and then just $5.99 a month afterwards. For details, visit amazoncom slash Comixology Unlimited. So cool to see this magazine too. Like I, I, we could do whole issues of Deadline in terms of just like really radical cartooning, uh, and especially in an area where like 2000 AD is probably your standard. A lot of different approaches here.
0: Yeah, let's just look at some of the names. I mean, we saw Steve Dillon up front, man. Pete Milligan, Philip Bond, doing a couple things. Shaky Kane, Nick Abadzis. Brett Ewins,
1: yeah, and, and many of these names they populate years worth of deadline. Mm-hmm. Like like most of this this group, you know, they kind of stay together and keep pushing themselves. Uh, you'll see some of them are already stylized, but as the years go on, they just get more and more into. You know, Shaky Kane comes to mind, but so does Jamie Hewlett. You know, this is a pretty straightforward in terms of cartooning compared to some of the stuff that we will see him do in uh, the not distant future. You know, it seems like he grows real fast. He's a young cartoonist here and often young cartoonists develop quick.
0: This is Deadline Magazine issue number three and the lead off batter is Tank Girl. Does that suggest that Tank Girl was a hit from the jump?
1: He was the cover artist for issue one. So I think they saw the uh, the different comics that came in and recognized like, oh yeah, this we've got something this here. This is the
0: cover image to number one, right? Yes. Yeah and looks like it's shot from like mark- the marker original
1: and you you know you can see it of course that's a uh, going to be a strong seller it's dude it's great like this is
0: like the anatomy is like less sensitive than what he grows into his understanding of the figure and stuff it's more cartoony but it still has the same attitude but it is cruder
1: attitudes the word yeah i think attitudes the big thing that Tankro has more than anything we were talking off air about the different iterations of Tank Girl over the years. Um, Even, uh, you know, like now I think Alan Martin is is primarily the driver of Tank Girl. And you see a lot of different interesting artists teaming up there. Not as effective as Hewlett. And even the stuff that Hewlett does, like with Peter Milligan, where it feels like he's working from a script, not as effective Tank Girl. I feel like Tank Girl is this character more than almost any other comics character I can think of where you just start with the art. Yeah, Like it's really, she's anarchy, she's chaos, she's punk, she's all these things. And it's embodied in these stories that just kind of like free flow, association from panel to panel, you know, unpredictable. All of these elements are what I think make the best Tank Girl. And and you get it in these early uh, adventures where it's just like Hewlett just putting down images and trying to make sense of them the best he can.
0: I do do think there's a big uh, stream of consciousness Mm -hmm. element to it. Uh, When there's bits like how I can fit all this in and still find time to wash my hair. I don't know. Like those bits, that's Jaime Hernandez kind of bits. Like that's, that's the best of uh, Love and Rockets whenever they're doing some sort of comic booky adventure, but like having some like slice of life, little piece injected into uh, the the big, the bigger
1: story. Uh, Jaime, I think is a, is a, is a big and acknowledged influence on Tank Girl. Absolutely. Jaime would end up in Deadline Magazine and later issues. And in like, uh, I think the Titan collection, even in the intro, uh, "Love and Rockets" is referenced, and Hopi specifically.
0: I have to imagine
1: that that uh, Jamie gets
0: hold of like those early, like "Love and Rockets," when they were more st- steeped in the rockets uh, more than the love. And at some at some level, he's like, "Well, I want more of that, yes. you know? Like, I want more of the rockets and less right. of the love." <laughs> so, like, that's kind of what Tank Girl is in a, in a big way and just the little whimsical stuff like well just graphically just the Zipatone outline but stuff like stunts tank girl soundtrack morricone like yeah. like those like little bits that colors the entire absolute whole of the, of the thing
1: yeah it feels very from this time period i'm going to say like mtv in terms of just like quick quick ideas. I think Looney Tunes cartoons at one point, I went down a rabbit hole kind of studying those. They had the same deal with where it's like, if we're going to cut to another scene or location, we don't have to, we don't have to walk you through frame by frame, how we got there. You guys can do the math. We're just now in a different location or a different time. You know, it's, it's almost visual ideas that you're seeing here.
0: I love that, uh, keeping up with the punk rock aesthetic, like Hewlett is has sort of like ran, ran out of zip on tone on his <laughs> screen. So he's just cutting out little squares and like whatever pieces yes. he could fit in.
1: That's really cool. That could also be a choice to just, to just keep it like crunchy. It's possible. Um, what story is here, it starts out this guy, there's a bounty on Tank Girl's head and he's got this plan that he's going to uh, look like he needs help and wait for her to show up. And then he's going to get the drop on her. That's abandoned real fast. That guy has no shot whatsoever. Yeah. <laughs> she shows up and she's just showing off all the different guns that she has and stuff. No opening for this guy to do anything. And one of her guns is a, um, uh, testicle shrinking gun that she just shoots up into the air. Uh, testicle
0: enlarging.
1: Oh, enlarging. Uh, enlarging. Right. Enlarging. Very,
0: very important. Yes. <laughs> it's a plot point, but yeah, it gives you elephantitis sack and she's just shooting it all over the place. This is something that looks real effective in color got to pull that piece
1: up love that use of screen tone of like the airplane shadow flying overhead absolutely foreshadowing literally <laughs> man he's always great with like the boots too oh totally. that's a guy i'd always look at and like they f- try to figure out how to how to draw that kind of stuff <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that guy's mangled it so doesn't work out for him biting the
0: dirt and there's these whimsical things like does he turn into this guy like what is that he's just enter stage left the little koala or whatever that thing is <laughs>
1: <laughs> right yeah it's just peculiar <laughs> it's almost nonsensical you yeah know, like yeah, yeah. Dada or something like he's
0: just making it up as he as he goes along we what?
1: mentioned love and rockets but i mean this book doesn't lo- or this comic doesn't look like anything
0: Mm-mm. yeah not at all
1: it's i mean he, he clearly has his
0: own style and spirit but you know we say that and it's like i look at that
1: and it's like, you know, did Brett Ewins have a little influence? That seems likely. Yeah. Because like, th- he does come out of an art school with Philip Bond, and I feel like the Deadline guys are sort of close-knit in some degree. The big brothers... So they had to be looking at each other's stuff. The big brothers
0: are Steve Dillon and Brett Ewins. You right. know, they're the guys that those those kids from that art school looked up to. <laughs> I love, like, this feels like it, it worked. Like, it's well-referenced or something. Like, that engine, it's like, yeah, why wouldn't it have that little... His
1: stuff's very solid. Yeah. We looked at Fireball in a previous episode, which is his race, like, cartoon race uh, serial that runs through Deadline. And it has that quality, where the cars, they all feel three-dimensional. Things have weight. Which is impossible to explain how you draw that. But the guys do it. Yeah. Yeah that's an amazing drawing what a piece right (laughs) just driving wiley coyote off a cliff
0: (laughs) (laughs) and and just like i I studied this tank for 10 minutes to try to figure out how how the heck he does it because there's stuff like you don't even think about if you don't task yourself with drawing such a thing and and like 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 a car or whatever how do you get three dimensions out of it like you could put every line down perfectly to suggest the perfect automobile but now you gotta add some life to it. It would be too static. And all of these marks, it's it's different sets of textures everywhere everywhere you look.
1: It has you know, a hot rod sense, it has a motion sense, which is very peculiar considering that it's f- all doing thanks vertical to this. stuff. All thanks to this shit.
0: And the hair blowing back. It's organic.
1: You yeah. know, like you mentioned having like all your marks in the right place. He brings a cartooning quality to it. Totally. Believe me, that's harder than tracing a photo. Absolutely. Absolutely. And just
0: like stuff like this, like we will see this in Gorilla's music videos. Right. This piece right here.
1: There's it your- even has kind of a good like you know, kind of a <laughs> I hate to say believable landing. He's hitting the but, vert but a way that it that it can land.
0: Hitting that vert, man.
1: And those two that they came out of the crash plane that are along for the ride are are terrified.
0: <laughs> Look at their mouths just getting blown back, spittle coming out. It communicates so much speed. And this is directly from Looney Tunes. Uh, absolutely. Keep the treads off the off the ground. That's
1: the one I was thinking of for, for motion. Yeah. Uh, they're so far off the ground. that It could clear another tank. It's but so it, far up.
0: But it's not... Like, the tank isn't pointing up. Like, facing
1: down this way... It's coming towards it you. It
0: feels solid. Like, yes. it feels heavy as hell, even though it's in the
1: air. It's amazing. I do love seeing, like, real screen tone applied. Yeah. There's something about it that's just exciting.
0: Even this thing, the weight of it... It's like it's tipping over. You know, right. the the way he chooses to orient it really it commu- helps
1: communicate the weight. Much less effective if it were straight up and down. If it Absolutely. was perpendicular, it just would not be the same.
0: It's a sixth sense that this guy has for cartooning and, and evocative storytelling. Uh, I, I've, I've mentioned it on, like, earlier videos. They're, they're like, the, the artists who draw what I call pathologically cool. Like, anything they draw, they, they know the cool way to draw it, and, and, and he is absolutely super high on that short list uh, of pathological cool cartoonists to Absolutely.
1: Me. Love his lettering. I know we say it every time we show off any of his comics, but, I mean, it's great. <laughs> you know, it, it's as good as anybody's lettering. It's phenomenal, it's expressive, it's not it's not dry at all, but it's also easy to read. There is a car- an innate cartooniness to his work that it's probably one of those guys, there's a list of them, Sam Keith, there's a handful of these guys that had like cartoonish as part of their language, and it really made me, like I love it now, but when I first would see it, it was it was alien, you know, yeah. like I, I wouldn't see it as much, although I think McFarlane has it in his yes. stuff, but a lot of guys don't. I don't think that uh, Mark Silvestri or Jim Lee have those qualities. And I love it. It's a warmth. It's kind of the imperfections in a weird way, you know. It's caricature esque in
0: some it's sometimes. Sam Keith and Todd McFarlane are both guys that I put in that pathological cool character co- uh, category. Uh, Sam Keith more so, because because McFarlane will will hack stuff, you know, that he just doesn't feel like drawing. But I also feel like Jamie Hewlett will not draw things that he doesn't want to draw. Right. You know, like there's not
1: one think he's well maybe some of that DC stuff but, it, but that's for another time. This is a, a, a panel that I was looking at a lot whenever uh, I was reading this this week because that's a really unusual idea that tank upside down coming in at the angle that it's coming in at like all of that's weird but I love it.
0: Fascinating that he doesn't shy away from drawing vehicles man fireball full of vehicles of like weird like 1960s concept car type vehicles drawing this tank over like you you know the character's called tank girl you have to draw tanks that shit ain't easy he must have some matchbox or 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 something
1: right (laughs) just the way his brain works right (laughs) maybe he got into big daddy roth at a very young age or something
0: (laughs) uh jimmy i want to look at more uh jamie hewlett over the over the years man
1: over the months over the weeks he evolves a lot once they get into color like like one of his next big arcs I think it's the summer of tank girl i think is the name of the arc but it's color and it's like painted and mixed media and all this stuff so once deadline gets into color they of course go to hewlett hey man you want some color pages because of course and uh and it looks amazing and it's like this next evolutionary step because the other thing that's a short list are the guys who are good in black and white and in color um one last note on this story it's worth looking at the crowd scene here this is a christmas story by the way they, they're crashing into this barn and that's uh, baby jesus in the manger that they almost wrecked their uh, 70-ton tank into. But if you look at the the characters that are here to celebrate, kangaroos, uh, alligators, I guess they must be native to Australia. Is that an aardvark, I think? Mm-hmm. Um, some really strange creatures that are making up that crowd scene, if you uh, pay attention and give it a closer look. Doesn't it look nearly Sergio Aragones, some of that? Totally cartoonish. You know, it's, it's that cartoon language.
0: Yeah, man. Uh, so I want to put it out to, to the Kayfabe audience. I think in some reprint, Somewhere we we have almost everything from from the deadline run Uh, I want to know what their favorite stories are in this run and that would be perhaps the next one that we that we crack open
1: Worth you know one of the early American editions of tank girl and you talk about like I don't know if cool is the right word, but it's certainly a presentation of of, uh, what they're putting out there in terms of how they're packaging their comics. This is probably mid-90s, this collection. So very different than what you're seeing in the typical American comics kind of even headshots of, of guys.
0: Yeah, man, we saw a soundtrack in the in the credits uh, of, of the story. We're looking at photos of these guys. It's An pre- Adam Ant quote. It's a prelude to uh, Paul Pope, man. It is. Yeah, it is. Good to go? I am. Jay favors like, follow, subscribe to the YouTube channel, hit the bell, we'll notify you when new vids are available. Jimmy, what's out there?
1: Hulk Grand Design Monster and Hulk Grand Design Madness, my grand design retelling of the 60 year history of the Incredible Hulk, writing, drawing, coloring, lettering, doing all that myself. Uh, perfect for the new fan or the long time Hulk fan in your life and uh, join me on Patreon.com slash JimRug where you can see more of my comics art and how I make the comics I make. And finally, make sure you stop by our tables at Heroes Con, say hello, check out our art and comics there, and uh, I'm looking forward to getting back to Heroes. So come by and uh, and let us know what you're into for Cartoonist kfabe Kayfabe.
0: Red Room Trigger Warnings, Issue 1, 2, and 3 on the stands now for presumably, maybe out any time now, Murder on the Dark Web for Fun and Profit is the name of the game in Red Room Comics. Uh, banned in 28 countries, banned in 11 comic shops, but you can order these comics Comics uh, directly from the publisher. In that case, Uh, go to my go to my link tree in the description below this video. You'll find the link to the Fantagraphics website to order and pre-order. You could also hit up my Patreon to read the comics uh, right this very minute. There's an archive of more than 200 pages, and uh, you get access to that uh, for the price of three bucks. Jimmy,
1: what else do we have out there? Subscribe to the Cartoonist Kayfabe newsletter at the links below this video. You can also find Cartoonist Kfabe t-shirts and merchandise at the links below this video. That's another great way to support the Cartoonist Kfabe channel, and
0: I want to see those Kfabe shirts down at HeroesCon. Con. Jimmy, given those marching orders, will be on the way.
1: Read more comics.